Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. For Arden Roof Systems, there's more to your roof than just shingles. You gotta come on. Hello! Boom, 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 boom. Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. You're in a really bad, like, (laughs) cycle of shirts right now. (laughs) So, uh, what is that? What are you, joining the Beach Boys? The way Jimmy does his laundry is he stacks his shirts up and then, like, goes through them, and there's always, like, a stretch where Lachlan hates your shirts. Yeah, yeah. I've been trying (laughs) not to say something every day. You've said something every day. (laughs) There's always, like, one week a month where (laughs) Lach's like, I hate your shirt. The other thing, can we do this, too, if you you are... uh, of um, the fairer sex, if you're a, a, a young lady or a lady of any age that has met Jimmy, please do not ever compliment him on his wardrobe. Let us deal with that <laughs> because somebody said something. What ends up happening is I will say, that is a stupid shirt. Why are you wearing that? You're not a pastels guy. My wife would say she likes that shirt on him. Yeah, exactly. Your wife would say that. And then what ends up happening? He's like, screw them. I'm going to well, wear this. You know what? I'm going to wear it every week. No. Who is it, was, it, was either, it was either this shirt this morning or my mosquito dick shirt. I didn't think mosquito dick on our cameras was probably... Uh, whose opinion matters more to you, ours or women? <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't lie to you? <laughs> but you guys critiquing me on my shirts... I don't mind this shirt, for the record. I, I don't mind this shirt. Are you doing it just to mess with him? Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> You, you hate it every time I wear it. <laughs> yeah. It's also a, an attempt at a V-neck. What are you doing? You're not a V-neck it's, guy. It's not a V-neck. Oh, kind of. All right. Maybe Pepper and Dylan need a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to do the show shirtless? It's going to smell really bad in here. Yeah, don't it's disturb don't that. Do that yeah. yeah. The Locker Room, only on Cruise. Okay, I know it's a little early for me to start asking you guys to put things on my Christmas list, um, but I have an idea for something that I want. What are you, five years old? <laughs> I'm putting we're, stuff on the five. We're, on our, my we're kids. Not- like this summer list. just ended. <laughs> I know I know it's a little early. Just somebody tagged me in this and I looked it up and it's it's gonna be hard to get. Um, but I can send you guys the link, okay? Um, and it's not on Amazon because I tried to buy it on Amazon okay. last night. It's a toilet seat with a weight scale on it. So you can get a before and after thing on how much you lose that after you take a dump. Honestly, what you need. But I, <laughs> Right? Yeah, you would be obsessed with it, though. <sighs> I'd be able to bring like, it to work. You, would, yeah, but you'd have to attach it to the toilet every time. I'm okay with that. <laughs> you do do most of your doo-doo here at work. So. No, he, it's, uh, half of he does his business yeah. like four times a day. <laughs> Don't, aren't aren't you, you guys locked on it? Aren't you guys curious? A little bit. How much you lose? <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. We're I'm s- trying to find it. We'll see. You guys got anything on your Christmas see if we list can track yet? It down. Not yet. Nope. All right. <laughs> the only thing on my Christmas list is to quit talking about your poos. Okay, I got an idea for Jimmy though, for for his Christmas. Oh list. yeah. Yeah. I'm never buying you anything other than box wing from now on. <laughs> 957cruisefm.ca. Welcome to the locker room. 
All right. Jimmy sent me this thing yesterday. It was something about Edmonton Transit. And um, so I thought, and again, Grant and I talked about this when you weren't here, that you are, you use transit. So All the time, you're consistently. On it, you're, you're on it every day, and we have, we've tried to limit the discussions revolving around transit because, well, we're like, people listening to our show clearly aren't on the bus or train. Because they wouldn't good, be There's the odd one because I talk to people on the bus that should listen yeah, to our show. They might listen to the podcast, the one, but they're not listening. Yeah, it means more to you than it does to the rest of the population, though. Yeah, right. So I just we try there, to this, control the amount. Okay, of, this what I'm mad about. You're gonna be pissed too. I know. I uh, listen. Tr- this city council and this city in particular is awful at transit. Wait. It's awful. They're spending money like drunk horse, okay? So this is, we talked about it the other day. Uh, You know, Grant was, you know, saying that the city's broke. Here again, they're going to try and make us broke. So what it is is they need stable funding for the future of transit. So they need more money. So they're going to start tax. They're increasing. They're going to increase the cost to us the users oh, increase how- property tax. Get ready to take it right up the hoop. Okay, <laughs> they're they're you don't pay property okay. tax. No, you too. <laughs> I'm talking about you. Okay, they're gonna do. Not only are they raising the price. What did I say? I said this last week. I said when they were talking about being broke, I yeah. said they won't sit and reevaluate what they're spending money on. They'll just use it as. And this is what this is. I didn't even read it because I knew it would make me angry. Because they're going to increase how much it's going to cost you to take the transit, and they're going to tax it, a special tax on top of it. So they're going to increase it and tax it, and they're doing some kind of levy, which... This doesn't make any sense. So we're trying to figure out what a levy is off air. If you want, to, if you want an insight into our show, we're all going. What's a levy? It's kind of like the Kramer. We know it's what's different. a write off. They just we, write it off. We know it's different than tax, but we don't know why. So, so basically, what they're saying is, here's the thing: can, can to I, keep transit, it's going to cost us up. The it's going to cost us. Let's get rid okay. of it. All right, yeah. give everyone bikes. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing about this city council is that they don't care what we think, Jimmy. And I'll tell you why they don't care. Because they know who votes for them. And they're not wrong. And until that changes, none of this is going to change. Well, the weird thing, though, is that the people that vote for them are more likely to take transit. You know what I mean? Uh, No. Yeah, like the, the... I would say so for sure. The bike lane people are more likely to take transit than the guy driving his Ram around. There's, the Hendy, there's Hendy a lot right of now, people that the, drive bikes never, that take transit because they clip their bikes on the front of the bus. Yeah, the guy like okay that's ripping around, living out in the suburbs, like living in Chappelle or you know what I mean. They're not getting on the bus ever. So yeah, the thing about the thing about transit is that. They have done such a poor job with it that people have stopped using it. And so they don't have an audience for it. Like, there, there isn't a demographic that takes the bus anymore, 
right? It's just such a small portion of the mm-hmm. population because it's not an efficient way of getting around the city. No, it it's just, it's it, a, you do it if it's you don't have any other option. Yeah. Nobody, and, very rarely, unless you're like... I shouldn't say that. There are people, there's quite a few people that take transit. I, I think it could be way better. Um, yes, and they, d- they do need, yes, it could be way better. The scheduling could be better. Um, it, it Definitely, they could improve it. It could be safer. They are trying to make it safer. We do need to give them a little bit of credit for that. Even my wife has said that in the last couple of months, she's noticed that there's quite a bit more um, you know, security and, and whatnot. So here's the thing, though, and, and we can move on. I know you're upset. It's going to it's co- gonna cost more money to us. Yeah, yeah. Me. Yes, and that I knew that was coming. Last week when the city announced that they were broke, I knew that they would just find a way to make our lives more miserable. They wouldn't actually sit back and reevaluate how they're doing things and the money that they have allotted for stuff we don't need. That'll never happen. And again, these people will continue to do that until people start voting. I I don't know how else to say it. You have to get rid of these people that are in office right now. And the only way to do that, one, we need options, which there are not a lot of options. And two, you can't have these types of things. You can't have people that think the way that this city council thinks running our city because it's... It's completely irresponsible how they spend money. We're not going to have a common sense. It's going to take years for us to have common sense in politics because the group of people that are that that the age demographic right now, they just they get shiny things. They want shiny things and they don't think about the responsibility of going into debt. And and just that's the age group that's in there right now. Okay. So until we get some some new blood in there, nothing's going to change. They're not going to sit down and reevaluate the hundreds of thousands of dollars they have planned to, to, to add more bike lanes to the downtown core and then maybe siphon some of that money towards transit. That's never going to happen because that's not how they're wired. So this is what we this is the life we live in. I got an idea. How about we depoliticalize transit so when you hire you hire someone you hire someone to run transit set up transit that has a brain in their melon and let them do their job government stay the hell out of transit that's not going to work. I'm not going to stay is out it, of it when they're paying the good thing, money. The problem to be is, is you have one moron mayor. Okay, I don't want to do this any... No, oh, just, no, no. Uh, we're we're just have one mayor. Yeah, no, no, we're not, we're not, <sighs> no, no, you're not actually making... Like, we, we can't. We can't, okay? No, no, no. The Locker Room. Do you watch The Amazing Race, Grant? It's not a show I've, I've gotten Mac? into. Does no. Mac watch? No, she's never mentioned it. Um, yeah, it was a big show in my family. And the Canadian one, which hasn't been around as long, um, is popular in my house as well. To the point where there has been applications to get on the show. So, The Amazing in Race, the original one, they go all over the world, right? Yeah. The Canada one, do they just stick to Canada? Yes. Okay. Yes. Hmm. And I think it's... And the guy, he's an Olympic. He's a Canadian Olympic. Remember the guy that yeah. walked down um, the street with the beer? It, after he did the, the skeleton in the Olympics, he's from Russell, Manitoba. He got up. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, the, the ginger. 
basically he's that, the host. That one moment. I can't remember his name. Um, People are yelling at the radio right now. John Montgomery. John, yes, yes. That one moment where he got up and grabbed a pitcher of beer after winning an Olympic medal. Yeah. yeah. Basically gave him a whole career afterwards because everyone it's was awesome. like, I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, he's great. He's great. Yeah. Guy. Wasn't there on uh, one of the amazing races, there was a little couple, like a bunch of little people, wasn't there? At one point, I remember there being I don't no know. idea what you're talking about. I don't think the Canadian one. So the the uh, the former Humboldt Bronker Ty Smith and his girlfriend Kat Kastner, they're yeah the recent winners. Uh, they're Saskatchewan. He was on that bus mm-hmm. and he was hurt. He was um, you know he was dealing with injuries for for quite a few years and they they um they got on the bus so crazy story and they won it yeah they ended up winning the amazing race canada which is uh, pretty amazing Do you know how much they win um 250,000 is that what it is cuz i was going to say the original one is a million isn't it i think so yeah. uh, so 250k that's a nice piece of change that is a good piece of change that plus is a... they got to travel around and have some fun and, yeah yeah uh, i remember well, wouldn't when... that be kind of stressful cuz you're you have to beat everybody else so you're running through the airports or all this stuff and it's stressful think, enough traveling i think they have fun with it i um i remember when they were filming in edmonton the one time and i knew a couple people working on the set and they said it was pretty fun they were like curling and doing a bunch of different activities mm-hmm. um so i think they have a good time with it people I, that yeah. people that go on the show are fans of the show like yeah your wife would have a good time doing this sort she of she watches it every Where, year like i would probably be stressed doing it i um, would yeah yeah, I um, I've actually never been asked if I want to be a part of it. No, she's applied, but you've never been a part of the application <laughs> for some strange reason. It'd just be you yelling the whole time. Uh, vacation lock is not an amazing race contestant. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, two hundred fifty grand. Um, nice story, Ty Smith. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, my wife was cheering for that couple the yeah, whole time. I think time. everyone was. Yeah. The whole. I think the entire country wanted them to win. Welcome to the locker room. We kind of live in times now with with how expensive everything is. Is that uh, you know what everybody in the house needs to start chipping in. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there's families right now that are sitting down with their their teenage kids going it's time to start paying yeah we don't have we don't have the money to Mm -hmm. to, things are not getting paid like we continue to go in debt listen alex you're gonna have to yeah you're gonna have to get a job at burger king (laughs) and that money is gonna have to start going towards yeah, uh, the family uh, I, and and parents are going to have to start getting second jobs. And I, I know that I, was a thing. Like when I was uh, finishing high school, I worked and I had to. Well, you pay. were thirty five. No. <laughs> Your parents were like, "Okay, Jimmy." I started. Start I started working for a little my, bit of money into the house. I started working for my parents in ninety two. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Amazon is hiring over 6,000 employees in Canada for the holiday season. So if you're looking to make a little extra cash, you might want to look into that. Yeah, a good um, seasonal job, just yeah. delivering or pa- probably probably packaging more than anything. Yeah. Like going out to the warehouse and, and packaging things up. And- well, and I'm, I'm guessing that a good chunk of those 6,000 jobs are going to be in Alberta. Don't we have quite a bit of, like, we have... A lot of Amazon type stuff here, right? Yeah, yeah it, like isn't one of their main here. main plants like 
just outside of Edmonton here? Like the, I think there is. They have a big ma- one, yeah. There's one outside Calgary, too. Yeah. Um, fulfillment plants anyway, there, yeah. Worth mentioning. Um, I think you should just keep having kids and just put them to work, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Better sit down with Donnie. Listen, buddy, I know yeah. you're only four. Time to get a job. But within the next couple of years, you're going to have to start pulling your own weight there, kid. Get ready. You're about to play to win Jimmy's cash. You're going to lose. Please. All right. We got Dave on the phone with us. Dave's taking the day off work. He's at home with a cup of coffee. We just chatted with him about the rules, so we've got that worked out. Uh, We got 25 seconds, five questions, and a chance at $500 cash. And when you answered the phone, Grant had an observation. I said you sounded smart, Dave. Okay, I, I've never heard that one before, but uh, <laughs> you just—you got a voice. You sound like if yeah. we're at the bar or sitting at the wood, you would know some things. Yeah, you're I have a confidence Cliff, that you're going to lose, Cliff Clavin. All right, all right, Dave, are you ready for this big guy? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay, I called. I made a call yesterday. Yeah. Let's see if it comes to fruition. I hope I it s- doesn't. I said we were going to give away some cash today. All right, Grant, you ready? Let's do it, Dave. You ready? <clears throat> Let's go. Three. Two, one. Who is now eating cheeseburgers in paradise? Pass. What was the name of the coffee shop in Friends? Um. Pass. Who is the first Canadian Prime Minister? Tony McDonald. What restaurant has the meats? Um. Pass. What insect has contributed to the most deaths on Earth? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Say bye-bye to my bucks, baby. Better luck next time. Jimmy Buffett, Central Perk. Arby's has the meats. And the last question was, what insect has contributed to the most deaths on Earth? No cash today. There we go. Uh, All right. Looks like Jimmy's getting Thank a you good for, box of wine. <laughs> Thank you for sucking. <laughs> the Locker Room presents The Grant Report. Now, Grant Johnson. Oh, it's the most exciting time of the year, ladies and gentlemen. Them wild-eyed boys are back in town. Yes. Edmonton Oilers training camp is underway. And already we are spending way too much time and way too much energy analyzing the line combinations. They have one <laughs> practice, throw some lines together, and then sports nerds spend hours discussing whether or not it's going to work and what they would do differently. You know, I would actually flip the wingers and then I would do... <laughs> They're wearing white jerseys. Why are they wearing white jerseys? What does this mean? How will this affect them mentally? <laughs> Another thing... Uh, that they usually have to spend time doing a training camp is retraining retraining all of the ex-Leafs that they've signed in the offseason. <laughs> Most of the Leaf players that they bring in here don't realize there's more than one round in the playoffs. So there's some work to do to teach Connor Brown and any other former Leafs they have this year. <laughs> The new season is almost here, and soon you'll be able to go to the basement with a beer, ignore your family, and let a hockey team dictate your mood for the next week. Can't wait. 
The Grant Report is brought to you by our merchandise. Yes, it's still football season, so get ready for the Elks game with our Rutting Section t-shirts. Comfortable and stylish. Text us now for the link to shop. Find their podcast at 957cruisefm.ca. Welcome to the locker room. I think Bob Dylan said it once. In the times, they are changing. Can you not do that? We've got um, good, Bob Dylan. a big lawsuit happening right now, and it involves a bunch of big authors. So How many? Well, um, last count I saw was like 15, 16, 17 or something like that. Yeah, there's a bunch on there. The most prominent ones are George R.R. R. Martin. Game of Thrones author. Uh, John Grisham is on there. He does the uh, the I, firm. I read a lot of his books because they're uh, they're quick, right? I yeah, can usually rattle through one. They're exciting, right? They're yeah. They're he's, he's, a, he's a great writer. So they, they turn a lot of them into movies, like Tom Cruise movies or something, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> or Denzel Washington. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But so all these big authors are suing OpenAI over alleged copyright infringement for using their work to train ChatGPT. So you know ChatGPT, you can go on there, talk to it, AI talks back to you. Apparently they're saying they used these authors' books to train it how to talk and everything else. Um, So, yeah, they they copied their books without permission and did this. To explain, I think most people get this. We shouldn't be explaining AI on this program, but... um, (laughs) When they were developing the program, they were just feeding it information. Feeding it information, and, and these yeah. guys are saying, you used our books, you copied them into this computer without our permission, Yeah, and so that's copyright infringement. I think these guys are also scared that they're going to be out of work because, you know, AI is going to be um, yes and writing no. books soon is, is what they're saying. I... I get it, but I don't want AI to be writing. I don't want AI to take our creative jobs for us, from us. Like when when it was started, it was supposed to be like, let's get AI to do the boring stuff, leaving us free to be creative. And somehow we've just turned it into like, here, AI, you have fun and we'll do the boring stuff. You can write the music and the movies and the books and... Well, I've got it open because I use it once in a blue moon um, and I've been using it more lately. And like I'll do like a, you know what I used it for the last thing I used it one of the last things I used it for GPT this is yes I used it to help us help me write some jokes for that um, well that's cheating for the joke off what. Yeah, for that's a hundred percent cheating. That's a hundred. Uh, yeah, you're getting AI to write jokes that's, for that's you. Worse than Absolutely. me copying them off the wow. internet. Wow. At uh, least Jimmy, yeah. At least Jimmy admits it I when just he copies them off the internet. The, listen, they didn't. He didn't write. Uh, he. <laughs> they didn't write the jokes for me. I I punched in and I said, "Give me some funny lines revolving around the chest match and the anal beads." So it wrote the jokes for you. Well, it helped me. Wow. Write some jokes. That's yes. That's crazy. I but can't I mean, believe you that. could write your Jedi Jimmy podcast with this. Exactly. Thing. It's not. Cool, it's not creative. Would actually make sense too. <laughs> but if it made sense, it wouldn't be my we would, podcast. We would know that, immediately. That's, that's a good point. We would know immediately. Oh, yeah, if there's proper Hi, grammar. I'm James P. White. <laughs> P does not stand for Pedro. <laughs> or it's Peter. Patrick. <laughs> I'm drunk right now. <laughs> um, we, I yeah. So I'm not interested in reading books that are written by I'm artificial kind of, intelligence. I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Uh, 
I'm curious about it from the perspective of it being music. How do you how do you feel about? I wouldn't want it to write music for me. Uh, listening to a new Led Zeppelin song and it's all no. artificial intelligence. Did I mean, they that's do a thing. Something like that, like a with Drake with Drake, and, and they're telling them the that, weekend or whatever. Yeah, and they're saying you're not eligible for a Grammy for that award, that song. But so yeah. basically, what it does is it goes into our existence online, and it says, "Okay, give me as many Star Wars references or whatever to write this Star Wars story." Mm-hmm. So it could you could get Chat GPT yeah. to write you a new Star Wars movie. Yeah, but it would be based one hundred percent on. That it's existing knowledge of that franchise. Yeah, previous art, um, previous movies, anything that's been fed into it. So sort of like for predictive me, te- texting. Yeah. So for me, I don't think that it's going to replace creativity because yeah. how the hell is it not replacing creativity? Because you're not listening to me at all. No, it's, so it's, Grant, do you understand I, what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, but it's, I think it's, it's, I it's think basing it, its decisions on what already exists. But it's so new. This is the first stage of it. Within two years, where is it going to be? No, I, and again, like I said, I don't think this replaces um, live music. It doesn't replace live theater. It doesn't replace. It doesn't replace a book written by John Grisham. It doesn't. It, to me, it. It I wouldn't have not. the feeling, the the enthusiasm, the passion that that the actual. So now you're coming around have. on my side. Okay, no. I mean the, again, like <laughs> I, mean, I said, not on I, your side. I think the G, the Chat G, GPT is just this first sort of step in this thing, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think we're going to see a lot more of lawsuits. I think we're going to see yeah, authors, uh, musicians, and I don't disagree with else. it. I don't disagree with it either. I think mm-hmm. that you're going to see a lot of people starting to um, jump into that 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 lawsuit. Not just artists, not just authors. Now you're going to see other groups of, of creative people going after the companies that mm-hmm. are putting this stuff out there. Yeah, they need to back it up a bit. Uh, yeah. Ah. Uh, I don't think you can slow it down, Grant. No. It's not going away. To. Elon Musk is trying to. He's flying all over the place, meeting with, with people. I think it's our new Heads world. Of, yeah. It's our new world. There's going to be a version of this for the rest of our lives. And there's going to be a point where we don't know if it's AI or human. And the only way we'll know is when Jimmy shows up at the Christmas party with a hot date. And we'll be like, <laughs> that's AI. That's a robot. It has to be. Okay, I just realized I was misunderstanding you. I'm glad you catch up every once in a while. It's, <laughs> I'm so, yeah. So, yeah. Sorry about that. Save the locker room. I was born in 1970. Born in Medicine Hat. My mom was 15 years of age, and she got knocked up, had me shortly after she turned 16. So mm-hmm. teenage, teenage pregnancy. Headlines and, read, uh, baby with abnormally large head born in Medicine Hat. Yes, yes. Something like that. <laughs> Uh, weird shaped head. Yeah. When anybody ever talks about my head, I always go, natural childbirth. <laughs> this is not a C-section head. <laughs> anyway, um, my mother 
it's a long story about my my nationality. I, I've since, for the longest time, I thought I was Scottish German. Yeah. Um, and over the years, it's kind of shifted. I may be, I, I think I'm still German. I think I still got some Scots in me. Um, but I think I might be, if you dig further back, I'm probably more Irish Polish. Mm-hmm. I got to do one of those spit on a I was going to say, do it 23 in me. Let's figure this out once and for all. Yeah. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, because there was a connection to Scotland on my mom's side, the maiden name is Hislop. And so she um, had a had that when she was a kid, right? Yeah. She had this this connection to I'm Scottish. The, the family is is Scottish or from Scotland. Mm-hmm. So she named me Lachlan. Now, when she named me Lachlan, she didn't really have any basis for it outside of you know. I think my family might be Scottish. We might be Scottish. I like the name. And she didn't really look up what the name was, and she kind of made up a spelling. So I got L-O-C-H-L-I-N. And if you look up Lachlan online, it's become more of a popular name. Usually it's L-A-C-H-L-A-N. Right. Yes. Lachlan. Laughlin, I think, is the traditional spelling. Although, if you go to if where the Loch Ness monster is, it's L O C. But anyway, or there's one like yours, except it's L O C H L A N. A N is yeah. not I N. I N is pretty unique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, I over the years never really had another Lachlan, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I met the the odd one once I got into my twenties and thirties, and now I meet them all the time. There's, yeah, there's, there's a lot of them. They're all over the place. So it's become a more popular name. I'm still the OG of Lachlan's. Mm-hmm. And I was a little worried yesterday because you said to me, you said, did you hear who took over for Rupert Murdoch? Who's the guy, the magnet yeah. down in the States? He's retiring. His son is taking over. His and name is Lachlan. Lachlan. And I'm I like, thought, hey, Lachlan's taking over Fox News. <laughs> and then I went and quickly looked to see how old he is. He's 52. So I'm still old. I'm still the oldest Lachlan I know. <laughs> how old is the actor? Um, he's younger than me too. The the Vancouver guy, Lachlan Monroe is no, he's fifty seven. No, he's not. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, your whole foundations have been rattled. But he yeah. spells his name terrible. L o c h l y n. Yeah, see that doesn't even count. That doesn't really count. Okay, good. I still I'm still the OG, <laughs> Lachlan. He looks way younger than you. If that counts for anything. What are you talking about? <laughs> Just because he's got a. Hair piece doesn't make him look younger. <laughs> it does. You should get one. Let me have a look. Let me have a look. He doesn't look any younger than me. I he looks a lot younger than you. He's yeah. way puffier than I am, too. <laughs> what was he in recently? Uh, Isn't that Riverdale show? Um, that's right. The, the, um, the Archie comic book TV show. Yeah. That's, that's right. That's, he was in that. That was his last sort of foray into television. What did he play? Jughead? No, he was the father of one of them. Yeah, he was, he, he, yeah he's at the dad stage now, if he's in his 50s. Yeah. I, did I tell you the story about meeting him? Uh, you have, yeah. Yeah. He wanted nothing to do with you. Just, I got a total snub. <laughs> Again, no, that was the name thing. Somebody was like, hey, there's another Lachlan here. Yeah, and he kind of looked at me and kind of looked me up and down and turned around. Didn't even say a word to me. Just turned around and kept talking to some girl. <laughs> the Locker Room, only on Chris. Freddy Krueger was named the most iconic horror film 
character yeah. in a new study slash survey. So they uh, asked everyone, a couple thousand people, uh, said who's the most iconic. Um, it was, yeah, Freddy Krueger. And then it was... Uh, yeah, who uh, else is on that list? So after Freddy Krueger, it was Chucky. Oh, wow, really? I'm uh, Chucky. Want to play? Jimmy's kind of dressed like Chucky. No, you're dressed like Freddy today. You got the striped shirt on. Uh, <laughs> Does it, he wears Chucky's more overalls. No, he wears, no, Freddy wears a, a red and black striped oh. sweater. I can see Freddy being into pastels. <laughs> <laughs> then Ghostface was after who, that. Who is Ghost? Scream. Oh, oh, that, that, that. That's a long, pretty iconic. Elongated uh, face. Mask, yeah. Okay. That one, I mean, you see and everywhere. Then Jack, and then Jack Torrance. Who's Jack Torrance? Here's Johnny. Yeah. Okay. Jack Nicholson oh. in uh, The Shining. Okay. okay. Which is that movie. He is terrifying in that movie. That is one of the best acting roles I've ever seen in my yeah. life. But I was a little surprised Freddie was number one, to be honest. Really? Okay. Um, I, well, it's a name that I know. Nightmare on Elm where's, Street. But, where's Michael or whatever? Yeah, from Mike, the, see, I was like Mike Myers, yeah. um, Jason, I thought, or Jason would be up right there. up there as well. The, the thing is, though, is I think why they're so iconic is, is like, if you think of Mike Myers... Do you know what movie he's from? Yeah. Off the top here at Grant Lock. Um, Halloween? The Halloween movies, right? Okay, I, I would, wouldn't have known what movies well, he was. I'm not, I was I'm not just into Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Freddy Krueger. Oh, behave. Um, automatically Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, uh, I guess. Know. Yeah, I just... But I think you're asking people that are into horror movies. So yeah, so they're going to know, right? We're not into horror movies, so it's not based on on, on what we think. I, I thought mean, it, I thought it would be more the, the, the person 13th? that like, everybody would know. Mike who Myers, Friday they are. the Thirteenth. No, that's Jason is Friday that's the Thirteenth. That's Jason. Okay. Halloween is Mike Myers. So I did get it right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the one thing that I was thinking about when we we saw this is because we're going to try to shift. Jimmy's at the movies, which he does every weekend. He, mm-hmm. he tries to watch something, and then we get a review on Monday. And October, traditionally, we've done scary movies, even if we've done a theme, and we're doing Six Degrees of Separation. Yeah. And I did a little bit of research on this yesterday, Grant, and I think we're going to be okay. Cause, so we'll be able to go from Kevin Dillon? Well, we're we're at Kevin Dillon right now from Entourage fame, yeah. because why did we end well, up Jim, on Kevin this Dillon This weekend, again? Jimmy is watching... Mel Gibson's on the line. Yeah. Oh, yes. And Kevin, and Kevin so Dillon's in it. On next week, we'll be choosing a character from that movie. Kevin Dillon's okay. kind of our choice, so we'll, well go from there. So Kevin Dillon, and if you if you watched Entourage, he was one of the buddies that lived in the house. Okay. Yeah. So he was in the Blob. This was an early early role for him. Okay. Like like one of his first movies, one of his first five six movies. And there's a woman in there who was the co-host or the like his his counterpart in the movie, mm-hmm. and her name is Shawnee Smith. Smith, and she was in all the Saw movies. Oh, oh no, yeah. no, yeah, no, you can't do that to me. Yes, I'll do that. One condition: you Saw. have to watch it with me. Saw I will not be doing awesome. that. You watch no, the first I'm no. I don't it, know if she's in the first saw, saw. I think she's in the second one. Uh, she's in a bunch of them. Yeah. Saw two, And apparently, three. this is an interesting thing I was reading about her. She hates horror movies. Awesome. 
but she's in a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, we've I, got we. It, hold on, but the one question I have: Who's in the show, the Saw movies? Is there anybody to jump off of? Uh, well, Chris Rock was in one of them. If she's in one of the same ones, as we've Chris already Rock. done Chris Rock. Chris Rock has already been mm. on this year's. Six Degrees of Separation with Jimmy at the movies. I'm sure... Oh, Donnie Wahlberg's in one of them uh, with her. Oh, Don... And Donnie had to have done some bad <laughs> porn movies. Exactly. Did you say porn? Whore. Whore. Whore I heard porn. Anyway. You would. You would. Yeah. So we're... I think we're on a good track here for oh. October. Well, the guy that plays Jigsaw was in a movie called um, Booth. Which looks yeah. horrifying as well. <laughs> this is going to be the worst October of your life. I, I think I'm going to, I got to call the boss. I think I'm going to take some stress leave for October. <laughs> Welcome to the locker room. Got a guest in studio with us today. Yeah. It's an exciting Friday guest. There you go. Yeah. We used to do a lot more of this kind of stuff, right? Before the world fell apart, we'd have people <laughs> in on a fairly regular place uh, basis. And I'm um, speaking of which, we were just talking about that off air, Elliot. That's how we kind of got to know you was your videos that you posted during COVID because you did this trip. Yeah. Um, you did this trip with your buddy there, and then you released, and that's that got on our radar, and that's how we kind of. You guys kind of your music and went stuff. down to the states and played some music, right? And well, we've we've done a, a couple different adventure rock and roll trips, I guess you could call them. Uh, one, we both both trips were busking. We we got like an amps that we can plug in and everything, and and uh, we just try to find the people on the streets. So one of the trips we went from uh, New York. You know, we drove out to New York. That was a trip in itself. Then we went from New York to L.A. and all the way back, busking across America. <laughs> and then another one we did right before things shut down was we actually did a, a motorcycle trip busking as well. We left from Edmonton, but we went all the way down the Baja. Yeah. So it's like Cabo and back. And that was, that that was, was cool. wild. Because it's just these little single lane highways, just all the, you know, twisting and turning. And you're in like... Yeah, backwoods Mexico, not backwoods. There's no woods. Back cactuses. Yeah, <laughs> this is cool. At any point, did you go? Why am I living in Edmonton? Um, at, at a couple <laughs> points, I went. Why am I down here? Okay, uh, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> but no. In general, it was it was super rad. But yeah, I'm I'm always questioning why I'm living in Edmonton when it's in the middle of winter. It's a part of sun's living in Edmonton. Down is questioning yeah, what we're sun's doing. Going down, but in the summer, Edmonton is is awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, so, nothing to complain about. Yeah, it has its moments for sure. But yeah, when you get out and you start to see the world, everybody probably has those. Do I need to go back to well, minus 30 in January? <laughs> and a lot of people ask start... you, like, the same thing. Like, why do you live in Edmonton, you know? Like, it's not yeah. just Edmontonians. <laughs> so the the scene, if we can stick with that for for a minute, um, I, I don't know what the scene is here. What What is it? What, what I don't it, know, man. Yeah. I, I don't know. They like, talk to musicians, and... and we've, we've done a lot of, you know, when I say we, my... My music wife, my partner, you know, Jeff, the drummer, yeah. the guy that I've been connected to making these tunes with for quite a while. We've run a number of jams and 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 done done a lot of, you know, different shows obviously live in the city over over the decade. Yeah. And I don't know, this this scene's cool. There's a lot of great open jams and stuff around and Yeah. But the big thing is we're trying to 
expand from Edmonton. So, you know, we're not really worried about what's happening not, here. Not mm -hmm. as much as we yeah. used to. You know, we got our kids and our. We want to make a living doing this, right? I don't think you can do that. Where are you at musically? Where, have, you, have you got a couple records out? Have you yeah. Got, you, yeah. You're releasing singles now? Singles. We're just trying to get that hit, man. Singles, yeah. singles, singles. So we got this new one, Unleashed. So, if, yeah, if you go onto our Spotify or our, you know, our um, Apple Music or whatever there, it's like we have a number of singles. Um but they're put out in a couple EPs over the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's quite common now, even for bigger acts. Yeah. Like the album thing, that, that ship sailed, so... Yeah, I'd love to put out albums. Like, we're sitting on two albums, but yeah. it's, it's releasing it right that, that we, we're trying to do properly. So kind of one at a time yeah. is, is the game we're playing at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for those that don't know you, how would you explain Al Niven to, to somebody that... Um, Oh man, we're you know we're we're guys raised on like '90s grunge, big time. <laughs> but we you know we've we've gone through our blues phases, and yeah, we are from Alberta, so you know there's a little bit of that. I wouldn't even say country, but that kind of you know alt country kind of thing going on mm -hmm. there a little bit, influencing it. But yeah, and some of the I say that too because there are a lot of the writers that help us write these songs. They kind of come from that camp as well. Clayton yeah. Bellamy, right? Clayton Bellamy, yeah, yeah. Roadhammers. Well, yeah, okay. Mitch, yeah. <laughs> Mitch, my good buddy Mitch Merritt, who's produced and put out a, like the last three or four singles, that whole run, he's been behind all of it. And then a writer called uh, Jimmy Thau as well, who's who's down in Nashville writing for country labels. So yeah, well, it's like it's like this mix of you know kind of grunge rock, but kind of written helped written by country guys you know what's interesting about that and we don't need to dig too much into it but i i'm very anti-country yeah and, well me um, too on, in general man. It's, it's terrible it, it, <laughs> <laughs> it started it started with me years ago when radio was even more defined and the last thing i ever wanted was to be stuck in a room playing garth brooks records all day long like i, <laughs> I and i'm a rock guy so i i i was i nightmares about it i had a six-month stint on an am country station in prince george and yeah. i used to t i used to tell people in the newsroom you got to go in there and make sure there isn't anything in there that i can hang myself with before i go in <laughs> i mean i don't want to make this darker than it needs to be but you got to get it out of there yeah. like if there's a six foot of rope get it out of there <laughs> i'm not going to be able to go in that room and uh everyone would have a little chuckle and i would go in and would do my stint like, six months kidding. was like six years and um, I swore I would never get back into it. But now, if you take a look at my playlists, if you take a look at a what I listen to. There's a lot of Zach Bryan on there. There's a lot of Zach Bryan. There's some t uh, Tyler Childress well, Zach on Bryan's there. Zach Bryan's wicked, man. Yeah. Yeah. See, when I say that alt country stuff, that's who I'm talking about. Yeah. That, but he's that got cool a foot in blues. Country. When we say yeah. when we, say we yeah. hate country, we're like, yes, Luke yeah. Bryan, Morgan Wall. Yeah. Those are the brutal ones. The woo stuff. I even but, like the Morgan Wall and Cover Me Up's pretty, pretty sick. That's what yeah, too bad. Does, but yeah, in, in general, that poppy, you know, kind of stuff I can't stand. Yeah, uh, yeah you know, yeah. it's but but, but I think the world like that we live in though <laughs> is interesting because people are not they're not as concerned about formats anymore. Right, right. They're not like it's not as defined as it as it used to be. We like what we like, and if you take a look at people's playlists on their phones, man, there you're going to hear a lot of different stuff, right? And you know, I you know this pop country side of things. It, you know, I'm I'm saying, oh, I can't stand it and all that. But if you're jamming something, 
with someone and you kind of jump in and everyone starts dancing to it, mm-hmm. your opinions might change a little bit. True. You know, like, yeah. I don't necessarily like jamming with my bud stuff like, you know, I'm, I'm tired of playing Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> if you're in a packed club and someone starts jamming it and yeah. you're playing along, it's like, ah, I like this song. Everyone's you know, like, singing, everyone's, everyone's dancing. Everyone's singing, everyone's yeah. dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, so, you're trying to tell us you're a line dancer, right? Yeah, I don't know how to line dance, <laughs> but I'll lay it down if you want to, if you want to do it. You know? You're going to make me yell, play Freebird? <laughs> <laughs> Freebird! All right, so um, we got El Nibbin with us. New yeah. song out, Unleashed, Find Him. You know what you got to do is you got to go follow, um, subscribe to his YouTube channel because you put a lot of really cool stuff up there. Every once in a while, we get a an early morning shirtless El Nibbin playing guitar yeah. <laughs> in front of a cup of coffee, so. Yeah. Uh, you got some really cool stuff on on your on your YouTube page, but also on Spotify and wherever you get music. So go follow this boy here. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to play a song, and then we're going to turn the mics off on the radio portion of it, and you and I are going to jam a tune out. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. We're we'll, on, we'll on our we get... live on our YouTube. I've posted the link on all our social medias, okay, so you can awesome. find that. Or text us. I'll send it to you if you want the live link. We're going to plug um, uh, El Niven into my uh, Raven to see if we mm-hmm. can both go on that thing. So, yeah, let's anyway, do it. I'm, yeah, that'll be in. fun. That'll be fun. So, yeah, like I was saying, we're sitting on like probably two albums of unreleased stuff. Yeah, we're putting out singles one by one. So this this tune, you know, just it's kind of early, kind of fits the vibe. This is one of those unreleased finished tunes. It's called Copper Bottom Blues, and uh, love it. Yeah, jam it out acoustic for you. See if that does much. Yeah. Yeah. You can put your money on me, baby. I can tell the line through the deepest sea. Put your money on me, baby What you see is everything you're gonna need I'm as sudden as a sure thing And I'll double down on what you mean to me Hurricane, let me navigate your heavy rains. I'm caught up in your hurricane, let me navigate your heavy, heavy rains. Lay it on me, Tempest girl, I'll cover you in the best kind of way. Bottom blues. I'm out of tongue, I'm done with talk. Built for speed, I'm copper bottom blues. Yeah, copper bottom blues. Copper bottom blues. Copper bottom blues, baby. Coming back. This last path 
steady, baby. No goodbyes. I hope you're ready. I and John have got sail upon these cobblestone blues. Out of town, I'm so tall. Built for speed, I'm cobblestone blues. Bottom blues, copper bottom blues, copper bottom blues. Awesome, man. Thanks, Thank man. you. Thank Mel you Niven that. joining us in studio. That might end up on Cruise Blues at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, my yeah. little blues, kind of a blues song for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very good. So, cool. copper, copper Bottom is something they used to do to wooden ships. Okay. They would cover it with this with this copper sheeting, which would stop the barnacles and all that. Okay. And it would make it deadlier faster okay so yeah I, okay i'm the cop bottom blues baby yeah. <laughs> so um do you play live on a fairly regular basis or are you um just sort of recording this right. kind of stuff all the time yeah like i'm playing around it in all over like alberta you know yeah up and down small towns um the band we play you know we play shows like yeah. our next show is at Bose in Red Deer okay. next weekend opening for Whale on the Wolf okay oh, cool, cool. Yeah, super yeah. jazzed yeah. about that that'd be a great show so shows like that and then also you know I, I got like a party band and all that too so I'm I'm out there working yeah, yeah, yeah. you do the CCR covers yeah. every yeah. once in a while CCR, awesome. yeah. we call it a, a salute it's not a tribute because it's still <laughs> it's me doing it but I'm saluting there you go John, very, you cool. very yeah. cool well listen um, the next time you guys get all living together for Edmonton let us know because we, we absolutely gotta, we got to come out and see you heck yeah, yeah. thank heck you yeah. for coming down and doing this thanks for having me man and we're yeah. gonna keep the the live stream going yeah. so you and, can join us uh, uh, live on YouTube yeah we're gonna uh, if we're you gonna, need the link let me know at plug, 7809 we're gonna plug Ellen to the Raven here Let's see what we can do with that thanks for coming down <laughs> hey, brother. cheers bro that Appreciate was that was that, very yeah. cool that was awesome thank mm-hmm. you man you've been listening to the locker room podcast brought to you by Arden roof systems catch the show live weekday mornings on 95 Seven Cruise FM.